Reality, the podcast. Hello, Pod Tribe. You're listening to Refined Reality, the podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Joe, here with Tracy DeCane, aka Miss Money Queen, and PhD candidate Helen Gola. Today, we're going to be talking about an interesting article, actually, that Helen shared with us. And I think it's really relevant now more than ever. Thank you, Bobby Joe. Yeah, um, I think it definitely is more relevant now because we're in COVID, and this article is talking about depression. And it doesn't necessarily state that social media necessarily causes the depression, but it does talk about how it may either make it worse or just not help the person who is um, going through depression. I think social media is a great tool. I often encourage people who are trying to begin to reach out to other people to find groups on social media and Facebook in order to get support. Um, However, I do think that comes with certain, you know, it shouldn't be the only thing that you use. So for example, it would be great to use it to start to reach out to people, but then on your own, do uh, meetup groups, you know, to have some face-to-face interactions. With COVID, that has made it a little bit hard because everybody, you know, some people are more likely to get COVID than others and they have predispositions to certain diseases. So I know people are scared, but for those who are healthier, you know, as long as we follow the masks and all these other things like social distancing, I think that it is a good idea to do both, to use social media as a platform to expand. However, more and more you're seeing people just do social media and stay at home, which can cause some issues such as, I think, self-isolation, which can lead to things such as worsening anxieties because you're scared to go out. And so you're sitting at home and you're letting yourself avoid situations like going out. So you're avoiding the anxiety and it's going to make it worse. So it, there are certain things that it can lead to. There's also cyberbullying, which makes depression worse because a lot of people I feel like out there are more willing to say things that they wouldn't normally say to someone else over social media, such as fat shaming or, or just, or someone else's color or race or whatever it is that that it allows them more anonymity and it allows them to say more and it can really hurt the person behind the screen. And so that, that is another concern. Tracy, what concerns would you have? Concerns that I would have more now than what it used to be because in this article, it mentions that smartphones were introduced back in 2007. Back in 2007, I was getting married I was young. I was 19 and I hadn't gotten my first phone until I was about 19, 20 years old. So I was able to go to high school, go to middle school without that kind of social media because bullying is one of the things that really is scary for me as a mother and more so now than what it was back then because when I used to get bullied as a kid, it happened at school. Then when you went home, you kind of had a breather. You didn't have to deal with that. More so now, there's social media, home, at school, everywhere. It surrounds us. And when you're at that age, you're very fragile. You're fragile to a lot of 
opinions that people may have of you that are not necessarily true, but you take it at heart because you're at an age where it does something to you. It shapes you as a person and, and you start looking at yourself more the way that others are saying things about you. So that's where my main concerns come from when it comes to social media. And I'm very aware of my children's access to that. And I limit that. And they've asked me multiple times to get phones and and things like that and to be hooked up and whatever. And for the longest time, I was kind of on the no side, like, no, no way, Jose, like when you guys have a job, you can pay your own things, you can get it. Kind of use that as an excuse rather than really go into a conversation about why. Um, But recently, like I've been able to get the MyPads and now with e-learning and possibility of going into e-learning after March break here. So they're going to have to face it one way or another. So it's more just having conversations with my kids and, and letting them know that Yes, people are going to be mean. People are going to do shitty things. They're going to say shitty, shitty things. But how they take it and what they do afterwards with with that information is the important thing. And I want them to know that I'm always there for them to come and talk to. I don't want them to feel afraid, ashamed, af- angry, and not approach me and talk to me about something that really bothers them because that's probably the worst thing to do. I think you got to treat social media like how you treat your real life. Uh, socialization you know like no one has a friend circle of 200 plus people in person you know it's just it's not it's not feasible it's not doable you tend to have smaller social circles some people have different you know um compartmentalized uh you know based on hobbies or family or religion or culture whatever and i think you you know with social media, moderation is the key, and sometimes less is better. When I say less is better, I don't necessarily mean exposure. I just mean social reach. You don't have to have 3,000 people on your Facebook, or, you know, personally, I don't like Instagram. That's my least favorite platform because for my depression, that triggers me. It triggers inferiority because I find that I'm one of those impressionable people who, um, when I see images, even though I know they're photoshopped, it still affects me. So I, you know, I pick something else. So I pick like what TikTok or, or Twitter or Facebook, something with less photos, less ads. It's not, it's not for me. And I think it's nice to pick one, you know, especially for kids. You don't have to, I don't know, man, like I see kids, I see people like, I remember when I went to Toronto, like this girl, this young girl was just on her phone and she walked right into me and I just didn't move. And I'm like, how could you not see me? And it, people are just living on social media and completely disconnecting from their physical world. And I think it's healthier and better for your mental health, especially with kids to sort of like you say, it, Tracy, like when we got home, it was turned off, you know, um, when you need to be in your physical world and pay attention and work on your physical skills and your you know interpersonal skills in that kind of setting versus acting differently on the internet and now unfortunately during covid the internet it i mean it's very important i'm thankful for facetime i really am that's where what's helped me not feel lonely because i'm big on face to face i'm very old school as well I, i enjoy spending a lot of time on the phone i'm not big on texting or messaging per se So I don't really see anything wrong with children, you know, spending time 
FaceTime with their friends and stuff like that. I think it's about how people use their time, you know, uh, for example, doing your makeup with someone over FaceTime or doing a craft over FaceTime or, or a hobby or something where it gives that sort of, you know, illusion of being there. I think, you know, it's more akin to the actual experience of being there. Like sometimes I will set my tablet up for FaceTime with my parents during dinner and they eat their stuff and I eat my stuff, you know, because how many people, families nowadays, like prior to COVID actually ate together at the dinner table? Not many. They just don't do sit down dinners. And to me, it's like that time to have one-on-one, whether it's with a friend or a family or a loved one, that's important. So I think if you go into social media, not with the mentality of, oh my God, I want to be popular and instead go in it with the mentality of wanting to stay connected with people who are genuinely important to you, you know, especially when you're a kid, because you don't want to be groomed. You don't want your children to be groomed or recruited. You know, human trafficking is very scary. Yeah, it definitely is. And I had the experience where I had someone telling me about their kid and having nightmares. And this was like a really young girl. And it was like, well, what's been going on? And this was like a recent thing. And she saw some video on TikTok and had all these ideas in her head. And it wasn't necessarily like the TikTok in itself was bad. It was just her age and her perception of life, you know, and she saw this and it got in her head and she was having, um, she wasn't able to sleep, having nightmares, having um, these things where the parents were like, where is she coming up with this? And, and then like the person realized, okay, I need to have a sit down with my kid and explain and block these social media um, usages because it's not healthy at a very young age. And so it it is kind of scary because you cannot fully monitor the content out there. And I think we're getting, as we move along, like it's becoming harder and harder to block what people see and who they interact with, which could be problematic for some of the younger girls and when it comes to things like the Tide Pod challenge and there was that suicide challenge and all these challenges that are taking place online and so you don't know what they're watching you don't know what's going on behind closed doors and that can be a very scary thing and a very scary water to navigate and I think parents now have to be in a different place than they were before in order to guide their kids properly. Very true, Ellen. And as a parent, that's something that does scare me. It's just to have, again, those conversations with your children and depending on the age group that you're dealing with, then having those open conversations where they could come to you and they want to come to you and, and, and talk to you about those things is, is the most important part. And another thing too is setting up where you can monitor what they're viewing. So a lot of the apps like TikTok and other apps that kids use now, you can have a monitor and, and kind of filter what they view, what they see. And another thing too is I set up a time limit as well as as to how long they're on social media. Because for me, uh, I'm a big believer in having alone time. And when I mean alone time, I don't mean going in your room, laying on your bed and sitting in front of your, for your phone and scrolling through social media. That's not what I mean. I mean, having alone time, meditating, creating something, reading, taking a walk outside, 
anything like that where you have true alone time where you're away from people because everyone's so worried about losing social interaction and not being able to connect with people but you also have to keep in mind that we need alone time like in a job that I do have I deal with people and I interact with people day in day out at the end of the day I really just don't want to talk to anyone so I take that time you know half an hour an hour where I get myself like away from the household so that I just don't bite their heads off because I need some time to decompress and that's something that I've I'm trying to teach and trying to get my kids to do because that helps a lot alleviate any kind of anger stress whatever you're keeping on yourself because we're made out of energy like we we take on energy from other people depending on if they're positive energies or negative energies and you kind of have to let yourself get rid of that i know it's a little out there but i've started doing that in the last three four years and it's helped a lot with my mood but having that time and that is where you need to be when you're when you're thinking about alone time and not scrolling through a screen and it, it could also lead to like if you're in your in front of your screen all the time it leads to a lot of l less healthy activities so you're not going outside you're not getting that vitamin d you're not enjoying the time out in the sun but you could also say social media as of lately i've seen a huge influx of a lot of positive activities that have been happening especially around my community where there's a, a local group that's started this movement of cleaning outside so they've come up with this challenge where they have to adopt an area so like an area of of our community and they keep it clean and there's these bags that they can go pick up from the the woman that's organizing this um this movement and there's like 125 areas in our community that's been adopted so far and something like over 1500 bags that have been given and people are just going crazy with this movement and there's a lot of positives too for social media where you see these movements going on and encourages others because there's give and take you got to have the common sense to take the positives and kind of just let the negatives just roll off your back i agree that social media definitely has its um its positives like that and you know when i see people defending other people in positive ways or helping each other by reaching out to people to give them information they need to either leave their situation or encourage them or you know those are all good things and so there's definitely positives to it but i think it's just finding the right balance and i think if you teach your kids that balance it will lead to better things in the future and i think you're right about quiet time because i didn't even realize it and the other day i just put on some mozart and i just let things like i just let everything be quiet and not not hearing voices or tv shows or nothing and i just forgot how much i needed that for just for me because i feel like the energy you put out is the energy you'll get back so if you're constantly rude to people and mean and bullying that will come back that that same energy will eventually come back to you so it's always good to keep in mind like what energy you're putting out to other people and so social media is a great thing and it connect us and help us and connect people that would have never been connected before but at the same time it's like we have to make sure we don't isolate we're not people aren't getting bullied and that we're like really focusing on true face-to-face -face or person-to-person -person connections and not just these 
you know, shallow interactions because we all need, every human needs that real connection to really feel like they're a part of life and a part of something and to just be a happy person. I think, okay, balance, I agree. But with me, like I never really liked social media before. And then when I got into it, I, I realized I'm, I'm very social. I don't mind, like in real life, I can be connected to someone at the hip constantly. I don't need that. But I find it more taxing online until uh, I've come to realize boundaries. And I think it's important to teach your children and even to work on it for yourself and prioritize it. You know, you don't like it, snooze it. You don't even need to waste your energy trying to tell someone off online or challenge, you know, those internet trolls or whatever negativity. You don't like it. You know, it's your timeline. It's your account. You just filter it, make your stuff private and you call it a day. You know, you don't need to be, I think looking at it for popularity is not a healthy thing unless you're doing it for, for a hobby. If you're promoting, you know, like Tracy, you promote your art. It's a, an income as well for you. You know, if you're, if us, like we have, you know, we grow our audience, it's, there's a purpose. It's not just, Hey, look at me. Uh, am I pretty? Am I good enough? And, you know, seeking validation, like personal accounts and, and stuff like that. You know, it's, I mean, if there's a group, I don't like it. It's negative. I leave. That's it. That's it. I don't need to, to do anything else. If this doesn't make me happy, that's, that's enough. Cause it just sucks the time. Like social media sucks the time out of your day. I don't know how people have multiple platforms. Like some people are into everything and just personally, I'm like, <sighs> you do that just with your morning coffee. Like it's literally after lunch by the time you're done. And do you really remember all those people? You know, are you really going to live your life like that? Like, oh, that person on Twitter didn't agree with me or said I have, you know, a weird profile picture, blah, blah, blah. Like if you, I feel like if you let that define you as an adult, you know, you have bigger you're going to have bigger problems. And the same with children. Like you need to get a tough skin, stand up for yourself, but also just when to walk away and, and say, hey, no, this is not okay. Couldn't agree more. And the way I look at social media is kind of the same way I look with my face-to-face -face interactions because would I say something horrible, negative, really not okay to someone online? No, because I would never do that face-to-face. -face. So I think... A lot of people are really hiding behind a screen sometimes when they're when they're doing those bullying activities and they're doing horrible things online that you see all the time in the news and you read about horrible things happening online more and more because of the you know like the the amount of people that are online and the amount of people that you can persuade and and hurt so it's it's a tool like like what you were saying earlier, Bobby Joe. I use a lot of my social media for that purpose, for as a tool to help share my gifts, to share my my passions, to share my journey. And it's not something that I gain money from, uh, none of it. Um, as far as social media, website, and even this so far, it's more so for my own gains. And I am a big believer, like Helen was saying, is whatever you let out in the universe, whatever energy you let out, you get back tenfold. And for the longest time, I was a super negative, super anxious, angry person that not a lot of people realize because I hit it well, but I held a lot of 
a lot of grudges, a lot of anger towards people who did me wrong. And it didn't do anything for me because all it brought me was pain and agony and depression. So big self, I guess, learning throughout my experience. And social media has been a real tool towards that that expression and that self-discovery. And a lot of people have witnessed that and seen that and seen a side of me that no one probably ever knew existed. So social media as a whole can be a really powerful tool that we as humans need more than ever now because of the isolation we now face with COVID and not being able to see each other face to face. But we can't forget the importance of taking a minute to go outside, taking a minute to spend time alone, taking a minute to go and see your loved ones and to hug them and to, you know, to kiss them, to touch them. Because those interactions are something that humans, we need as a species is human interaction face to face. So that's something that I take away from this article that yes, social media has its role in our society nowadays, but it's just how we manage it and how we find a good balance and how I'm trying to focus on teaching my children that balance as well because more so now than ever it's going to become more and more prevalent in the in the future technology is just constantly evolving and becoming even more powerful so it's how we work with those tools it's we don't let them control us we control what we do with it well that was refined and real Many thanks to you, our listeners, for staying with us until the very end. For more about us and what we do, check us out on our Facebook page, Refined Reality, the podcast. And a huge shout out to Architect for building our music. Like what you hear? Check out his info in our description. Until next time, get some R&R. Stay curious. This is Bobby Joe signing off.